Welcome to the Network Marketers Den, the ultimate podcast for network marketers who are looking for ideas and knowledge to grow, develop, and level up their network marketing business. I'm Janet Metzger, your host, and I can't wait to share with you what we have today. Welcome to the show. Hey, everybody. It is Janet Metzger of the Network Marketers Den, and I want to thank you for listening to this week's podcast. You know, I've been in this business for a lot of years, seen a lot of different things, and I've said it many times that the more things change, the more they stay the same. And, you know, in your network marketing business, uh, if you want to really and truly win and be really successful, have that residual income, you've got to be able to recruit. You've got to be able to recruit more in your network marketing business. There's a common theme, and it has been for years and years, whenever I talk to any network marketer, direct seller, does not matter. That when I say, what is your biggest hurdle? What's the biggest challenge that you face? I could bet, I'm not going to say I'm going to bet my house, but darn near bet my house that they're going to say something about recruiting. It all has to do with recru- with recruiting. So some of the things I'll hear, and maybe you even said them yourself, is, well, it might be uh, nobody, nobody wants to join my team. Nobody wants to sell. Uh, the other thing I hear about recruiting is when I do recruit, all they want to do is they just want to join to be able to get a discount. They don't sell anything. They're not active. Okay. Nobody, nobody, absolutely nobody wants to build a team. Nobody wants to build a team. Well, I know why that is. Um, we'll talk a little bit about that, but there's always this common theme and it's interesting even 25 years ago, let's face it, the uh, industry has changed a lot, right? Um, But it hasn't changed. The problem really hasn't changed. It is still the biggest challenge that folks encounter is how do I build my team? I hear it day in, day out. Man, if I had a dollar for every time I heard it, right? Okay. So if you're If you have ever said any of those things or felt any of those things, I'm going to tell you this podcast is for you. There's only two ways that you're going to grow your business. Only two ways. And it all has to do with you got to have more sales. Product sales. You have to have more product sales. Now, that's whether you are selling more or your team is selling more. And what I tend to see in the industry is that people want to push and they want team members to load up on product or busy, busy, busy when you can't want it more than they want for themselves. So what you've got to do, the only way, only way that you are going to grow your team sales consistently is you got to add more team members. It's the fastest, easiest way to grow your sales. Okay, now you can grow your own personal sales because you're in control of it, but 
the challenge there is, is that it's that constant that you have to do it and it's not the residual income, but that's up to you. You know, if you don't want to have a residual income and you don't want to recruit, you know, that's okay. That's okay. You can influence other people to sell, but that also can be very, very difficult and that'll be short term. So the best and most sustainable way to grow your business because you're in a business of growth. I've never met anybody that says, no, I don't want to raise. I I would like to keep making the same amount of money or less. Okay. So if you want to uh, grow your business, you have to be consistent with growing the number of team members, not just team members, but team members that are active. People are not just a number. You know, it does not matter how many people have you have on your team. It's how many people are active. And an active person is somebody that's consistently selling and maintaining their sales. Okay. Now, they may or may not be recruiters, but it's still all about sales. So, you know this. I mean, I probably haven't told you anything you didn't know, but you're here because you want to know how do I recruit more distributors. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, so you hang up and not listen. Uh, there is no silver bullet. You've got to do the work. You've got to do the right things to do it. But um, there are some shortcuts that you can take. And here's, to me, the most important one. Now, there's a lot of them, and I'm not going to go through all of them, obviously. But to me, the most important thing is you have to decide that you, not anybody else, that you want to recruit. Many distributors start recruiting or talking to people, oh, you should join my team because they've been told that that's what they should do. Or their upline says that you need to do this. I need you to do this so I can uh, move up in rank. Okay, It, it has nothing to do with you. It is whether or not you want to do it. You've got to want to do it not only for you, but for other people and change other people's life. Without that want, it's just going to be an uphill battle. It's going to be an uphill battle. So know that. You want to think about how you're helping others. That's your mindset. And remember, you're going to help others that want the help. Not everybody wants the help. Not everybody wants a business. And also remember what your why is, but you have to want it. You have to want it, not anybody else. And if you don't want to build a team, you know what? That's okay. I, your upline might not like me telling you this, but if you don't want to recruit, don't. Okay. You just have to know that you're not going to have the earning potential that you would if you had a team. And you're not going to get the residual income. But if you're okay with that, I'm okay with it. It's up to you. But if your heart isn't into it, you don't have that want, nothing's going to change. You've got to want it. The second thing that you can do to recruit more distributors is you can work on your mindset. You've got to have the mindset of a recruiter. Okay. And a recruiter is simply somebody that my mindset is, I want to help other people achieve their goals. That's all I want to do. Now, why wouldn't you want to help other people achieve their goals? 
That's how I think about it. So you've got to stop making it about you and make it about other people. With the recruiter's mindset, you're sharing the business three to five days a week. Three to five days a week. You've known me, if you've listened to me, you know, I firmly believe my philosophy is the power of three. Talk to three people a day, five days a week, and you've talked to 60 people in a month. I firmly believe that. You know, even if you stumble, even if you don't know what the heck to say and you flub and you're brand new or whatever, if you're talking to three people a day and you're following the process, you can't but help. You're going to find somebody that's going to say yes, right? Which, in order to do that power of three, you have to have the mindset. You got to have that mindset that you are out here to help people. If you don't, it's going to be pretty tough. Again, it's going to be like pushing water uphill. The other thing that you can do to be very successful in your recruiting is simply is the consistency. The consistency of not only doing presentations, which is critical, but it all starts with prospecting. So you've got to be consistent with your postings, with your conversations with people. You can't be a weekend warrior. It can't be once a week or once a month, you know, you do a big event. It doesn't have to be an event. It should just be part of your daily routine or your three to four days a week routine. A little bit each day is really what it's going to take. You know, remember, your business is kind of like a, a garden, if you will. I mean, if if you are watering it and you're just flooding it on a Saturday and you don't do anything else, what's going to happen? The roots are going to go bad and then five days later, it's going to be dried up. So you don't just water it once a week. You water it um, every day a little bit, three to five times a week a little bit. You don't need to drown it. Don't drown it. Do it a little bit at a time. And then it becomes doable and it becomes a habit. So consistency of, with your prospecting and calling, et cetera, in, in, in posting is so, so critical. That will make a big difference. People are watching. They don't always say anything, but they're watching. Believe me. The other thing that you need to do to increase your team members and grow your business is you got to be able to ask questions. You have to be great at interviewing and knowing what questions to ask. You know, some that I like to ask, you know, um, what would you do if you had an extra 500 bucks a month? What would you do if you won the lottery? You know, sometimes people don't know the small, but when you say the lottery, oh man, it just pours out. It pours out. Well, have you got a plan to win that lottery? Okay. Most people don't have a plan to win that, uh, win that lot lottery. They don't have a plan to earn the extra 500 months, 500 bucks a month. But you could say to them, you know, if you've got five minutes, I can show, I, I can show you what you could do if you want to learn more. Do you want to learn more? Ask. You want to learn more if they say no? Okay, thank you. Well, what's the catch? Just give me five minutes. I'll show you what you can do. Okay. Another good question, and this has to do with how, um, what I teach my students is this. Um, could you spare 15 minutes a day to grow your nest egg? 
could you could you spend 15 minutes a day, five days a week to help pay for your kids' college education? It's either going to be yes or no. And if they say yes, say, great, got five minutes. I can share something with you now. Or if they say no, schedule it on the spot. But you've got to become a master at asking questions and the right questions. The other thing that you need to do if you want to really be successful is you got to be a master storyteller. Not only your own story, but other people's stories, because stories help people to relate. Now, if you're brand new, you're not going to have a lot of your own stories, so you're going to gather from other people. You're also going to have to have different stories out there because people are different. People have different needs. Okay, so what I love about being a storyteller is that I don't have to have anything with me because I know the story. People like to listen to stories. You you know, it'll change every time, but you know the basis of the story. You don't have to memorize anything. Um, You don't have to have your presentation binder or your phone right there to do it. Um, Of course, the stories that you're telling have to be real and have to be true. You can borrow from other people. Um, Maybe the story is something about a product. Somebody had an ailment that you were able to take care of. Maybe they've got bad hair and you were able to help them with that or somebody else was able to help them with it. Maybe it was somebody that um, was a stay-at-home mom, wanted to be able to earn money so she didn't have to go back to work and pay a sitter and you've got an earning opportunity. Um, All you got to do is ask people, you know, have you got time for a quick story? Most of the time people will say yes and you got to make it quick. You got to make it less than a minute or two. I'll give you two minutes, but no more than that. Something real, real quick. Okay. Um, People are going to say yes, but you got to make it quick. You got to make it quick. So you don't have to tell the whole presentation. You just got to tell a story. If they want to hear the whole presentation, you schedule some time. Okay. The other thing that you need to do if you're going to be really successful is you've got to be able to provide value. You are in the business of solving problems, giving information, educating. That's the business that we are in. If you are educating and providing value, you've got to do it from the heart. That's what you're there to do. You're not there to recruit somebody. You're not there to sell them because I'm going to tell you what, People sense it. They will feel it and you will get the get away from me. I don't want to hear it. So if you're there to serve people and you provide value and there's different things that you can provide value with to help them solve a problem with a situation that they have or that somebody else that they know has, you are always going to win. But don't go in with the idea, oh, I'm going to sit down with this person and I'm going to recruit them and they're going to join my team never works. Or if it does work, they don't stick with you. And remember, the more presentations that you can do, and people want value, they want information, the more success you're going to have. So stop thinking about recruiting and start thinking about providing value and what you can do to provide value. 
The other thing is you have to be able to express and share your uniqueness. Now, yes, about your company, but really and truly, what makes you unique? Okay, why would somebody want to listen to you? Why would they want to learn from you? Why would they want to join your team, purchase from you, whatever the case may be? Your job is to offer. Their job is to decide. Okay, so you you've gotta be you gotta let them know why you, why you, why your team. Okay, if you're not sure why, ask somebody that you know. Ask them why did you decide to join with me? Because believe me, there's other people in your company that are probably talking to them, or definitely from other companies. So ask them why you and. Be a little bit proud out loud. You don't have to be boastful, but it's okay to be proud out loud. You know, some people, when I've asked people, I've asked them why they wanted to join my team, and this is what they said. I want to provide the same to you. Your aura. How do you come across? Are you pushy? I mean, nobody likes a pushy salesperson. I find very few people that like to be pushy. There are some, um, but... Are you pushy or are you enthusiastic? People want to be around people that are having fun. Um, They hate to be pushed or they hate to be sold. So if they say no, okay, that doesn't mean you have to let them go. That's not being pushy as long as you're continuing to provide value. Okay, so stay in touch, but always with a good reason. One of the things that I like to be able to do is I, um, you know, we'll send somebody an article, maybe not right away. If I see something and it reminds me of, hey, I saw this, I was thinking of you. When they're ready, a lot of this is all about timing, you guys. Uh, you got to be top of mind. So you got to find a way to stay in touch without bombarding them. Now, if they tell you to leave me alone, don't ever talk to me again, well, take a hint, right? So just walk away. Okay. If you're thrilled about the products and you come across as being enthusiastic or whatever, people will notice that's who they want to be around. Don't be Debbie Downer, right? The other thing that's going to make a huge, huge difference in your recruiting is FitFoo. Fortune's in the follow-up. Okay. And I don't know why people have this aversion to following up. But I know one of the reasons why they don't follow up is because they don't have their contact information. You have to be able to find a way to be able to reach back out, whether it's a cell phone number, whether it's their email address, does not matter. If they say, I'll take your card and I'll follow up with you, say, you know what, I, 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 um, can I please have your information so I know who you are? One of my favorite ways of getting somebody's name and number is I just ask them, do you have a business card? A lot of people don't. Most people don't. So I say, well, let let me just send you my contact information. I'll send it from my cell phone. I'll send you a text message. Well, the only way you can send them your contact information is you got to have their phone number, right? Okay, and and it's I simply send them my uh, my contact card. Okay, and and uh, you just share it, share it from your phone. 
That's all you got to do. But you can't share if you don't have their number, right? I'm I'm a huge believer and I never give a sample. I never give any marketing material until I have a name and a number. Because if I don't, you know what? It, it would be, uh, quite honestly, maybe one out of 50 is going to respond back to you. So you got to get a name and a number and tell them you'll send them the contact info, but you got to have their number to send it to them. Finally, this is, this is something that's not talked about enough. And I think it makes a huge difference. I know in my businesses, it's always made a difference. It makes a difference in my coaching business is you've got to find a niche. Everybody tends to, not everybody, but the majority of network marketers think that everybody's right for their business. When I say, who's your, who's your ideal client? Who's your ideal team member? Oh, everybody. I can help everybody. I'm not saying you can't, but you can't be an expert in every area. And you've got to come up with that target audience. And now I can help you with that. There's a lot of people that do that. But the narrower you get your audience, the more success that you're going to have. Oftentimes, if you're not sure who your ideal client is, that doesn't mean you're not going to help other people. But when you're out marketing and targeting and talking and preparing things, most of the time, they kind of mirror you. If you're a mom and you've got kids that are of school age and you're working crazy hours and blah, 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 blah. Guess what? There's probably other people like you that could use your opportunity. If you're a nurse, maybe that's the niche that you want to go after other nurses that are tired and burnt out. Okay. So that's a great place to start. But if you have a niche, it's going to be that much easier for you to, um, come up with your targeted messages, your presentations, that type of thing. So niches also can help you to find potential leaders, okay? So I'll give you an example. If, if you're somebody that wants to, you know what? I want to build a team of teachers, okay? Well, guess what? Teachers are leaders. Nurses are leaders, okay? Uh, if, if you are a factory worker, maybe you want to talk to people that are supervisors on the line, whatever the case may be, that will help you. The, the skills that they possess in their traditional job are transferable to network marketing. They've got some leadership skills already. Now, there is no such thing as a born leader. Those are skills. But if you want to hit the ground running, look for somebody that's already got a leadership position. Okay. Recruiting is a lifeblood, you guys. And um, there is no silver bullet. I'm going to tell you, you now, these are just a few of the things that will make it easier for you. But when you know what to say and you know who to say it to, and you know how to say it, and you actually do it and actually talk to others, recruiting becomes easy. It actually becomes fun. And the minute it becomes fun, you're going to see success. You know, I, I firmly believe that when you go out there with the mindset, I'm going to go help three people today, it changes everything. But you got to keep that in front of you all of the time. So, so if any of these tips resonate with you or you, you're feeling the same thing and you're struggling, Know that I've got a great Facebook group that's a 
a big group, a lot of successful people in it that you can join. It's called the Network Marketers Den. You can simply uh, Google it, go into uh, Facebook, and it will pop up and uh, fill out a couple couple questions, and I will get you into the group. So, so if you're somebody that wants to grow your business in 15 minutes a day, reach out to me, schedule a free call. I'd be happy to see if we can help you out in any way. It's complimentary because my goal is for you to achieve your goals and dreams. And when you do, I will too. That's the beauty of our business. So this is Janet Metzger of the Network Marketers Den and here's to your success and I'll see you on the side of success. Take care, everyone. See you in the next episode. Thanks for listening. This podcast was designed to help you, the network marketer. If you have a specific topic or struggle that you would like me to cover, please send me a message. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with others. Tag me, Janet Metzger, on social media or leave a rating and review. For more tips and tricks, join my Facebook community at the Network Marketers Den. Thanks again for listening.